What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. Tonight is Friday evening, November 20th. It's about 6 p.m. Central Time. We're going to be going over the second part of my start sit charts. We'll cover some of the practice reports for the afternoon games. We'll look at the, uh, the th- uh, basically, we got four three o'clock games. We'll have the Sunday night football game and the Monday night football game. I'm going to read some player news and stuff from today uh, to get us started, just to get us caught up here. So I'm going to hop right into a screen share here. We'll look at the Roto World news real quick. Uh, a couple players have been ruled out already, so this is going to help us set our lineups. But we see Drew Brees put on injury reserve for at least the next three games. So we'll, we're going to watch Taysom Hill and uh, Jameis Winston closely the next few games here. we got Danny Amendola listed out. Kenny Galladay out as well this weekend. So Detroit's options are going to be looking very thin. Also, DeAndre Swift's going to be out in this one. So we're not... Detroit's not going to be a really big fantasy offense that we're going to want to dive into this weekend. Jair Alexander, no dis- injury designation, so that's a good sign for the Packers' defense. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been, uh, he practiced today, he's going to play. He was held out with the illness yesterday, so good news for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Sunday Night Football. Sammy Watkins is back to questionable here. He was able to get a limited practice in today, so we'll, we'll keep, he's going to be a game-time decision. I'm leaning towards him playing. It looks like Alan Lazard still questionable to play. Tyler Irvin did not practice today. And then, of course, all the news is kind of about Taysom Hill. They're not, they have not really named a starting quarterback yet, so we'll see about this on Sunday. But the, the the hot read right now is Taysom Hill will be the starting quarterback for the Saints against the Falcons. Jack Doyle is questionable for, for the Packers in Week 11 here. I don't know if we're going to trust any of the tight ends for the Colts, uh, but it's something to monitor there. We did get Alvin Kamara to return to practice today, so that's a good sigh of relief. Again, Devontae Adams should be good to go in this one. And then, of course, DeAndre Swift not playing Sunday against the Panthers. Looks like Calvin Ridley will play, so that's a really good sign for the Falcons offense. They're going to be really healthy and ready to roll. you got Drew Locke. We don't know if we're going to see Drew Locke going up against the Dolphins. We'll talk about him in just a little bit, but he's leaning towards probably playing. He was kind of limited the last couple days here. They did shut down Joe Mixon for this weekend, so we'll have to wait to see him again until week 12 if they let him play. And then A.J. Brown, big one here, returned to practice on Friday. He didn't practice all week this week. So I don't know. They're kind of just being cautious with the knee injury, but it looks like A.J. Brown going to be good to go. Adam Humphreys out with a concussion. And then uh, I think that's going to be it for the reading of the news. But I guess Matt Stafford's still expected to play, so that's good news. But uh, Detroit's offense, man, they're missing Kenny Galladay, DeAndre Swift, Danny Amendola. Not really sure if we like that. And then I guess the other big part of the news here is Teddy Bridgewater. He's kind of limited in practice all week. He might actually play in this one. So that would really boost Carolina's receivers. Mike Davis, everyone there that we like for fantasy would be uh, upgraded in my rankings if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. So we'll monitor that. But for now, we're going to get into the afternoon games on the fantasyfellowship.com here. At 3.05 p.m. Central Time, we got the Dolphins and the Denver Broncos. This one's going to be in Denver here. Let's just quick read those practice reports. We did say Drew Locke is questionable in this one. He was able to get some limited practices in all week here. You see the did not practice on Wednesday, but limited Thursday and Friday. Other fantasy guys we're keeping an eye on here. Jerry Judy, limited Wednesday, Thursday, full practice Friday. So Jerry Judy, good to go. That's really good to see there. Noah Fant here upgraded each day, so did not practice Wednesday, full practice Thursday, or 
limited Thursday, full practice on Friday. So it looks like Noah Fant is going to be back into our lineups this weekend. And uh, that's pretty much it here. We don't see any running backs on the, the practice report, so that's a good sign there. And then it looks like Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, good to go. And we'll see about Drew Locke here. If Drew Locke can't play, that's going to make Brett Rippin, uh, Brett Rippin an interesting guy in Superflex Leagues. And then just looking at the Miami Dolphins side real quick, um, Matt Breida, full practice all week. That's something to keep an eye on here. He might eat into Salvan Ahmed's touches a little bit, but I still like Salvan uh, to lead the way for the Dolphins. And then really nobody else on the injury report here for fantasy football. So let's just look real quick at the fantasy points allowed. You know, there's really no red or green matchups here. The Dolphins are uh, the eighth best team against the tight end, about 10.5 points. So that we're going to limit our expectations for Noah Fant just a little bit. But I think Fant can hit 8 to 10 points as a floor in this one. Uh, but for the most part, everyone's pretty much average. So we don't really care about tough matchups in this one. Everything seems to be, you know, pretty average. I don't think we have to worry about uh, any specific matchup. So to Otega Vailoa, I think he's got a really good matchup this week. The Broncos do, you know, allow both teams allow 19 points to the quarterback. If you had to take one to score more points than the other, I'm taking Tua all day in this one. Drew Locke is banged up. We'll see if he can even play in this one. Uh, so I have Drew Locke as a quarterback too in Superflex Leagues. If Brett Rippin is the starter, I'm just going to swap those two out and I'll put Rippin as a quarterback too in Superflex. Not a guy that I want to get in my lineup, but if you needed someone off the waiver wire on Sunday morning, he could be your guy. So monitor that and we'll see if who the starter is before the game. But again, on the Dolphins side, we like Tua as a fringe quarterback one. We like Salvan Ahmed to lead the team in touches here as the running back two on your fantasy team. I just want to pull up the, the results from last week's game, looking at the Dolphins' snap counts and stats. So Salvan Ahmed here, 44 snaps. Malcolm Perry, 23 snaps. DeAndre uh, Patrick Laird, 10 snaps. DeAndre Washington, 4 snaps. So clearly Salvan Ahmed was the lead man here, 76% of the snaps, 21 touches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Not really a big target guy, just one for one for five yards here. He was, I mean, they've kind of used all four running backs here. And I would imagine that Matt Breed is probably gonna get, you know, anywhere from 15 to 25 snaps in this one. So I still think this is gonna be his his line for the most part. So he's got a good chance of being the goal line back. He'll probably get a catch or two. And he's got a good chance of getting 20 carries against the Broncos. So we like Salvan Ahmed in this one. Mike Jasicki, tight end one here. Devontae Parker. You can probably fire him up as a wide receiver too. We did see seven targets, but only two for 31 last week. A little bit, you know, disappointing of an effort here. But we do like the seven targets. We love the snap share. So I do have, I mean, it's a, it's an easy matchup here. I guess not an easy matchup, but it's, it's a quality matchup. About 37.1 points for the wide receiver two, wide receiver three here. And then Jakeem Grant, this is a guy to keep an eye on. He's had double digit points. Um, I guess not the week before he didn't have double digit points, but he's starting to be more consistent. He had five targets the last two games, four for 43 and a touchdown in this one. So that's 14.3 points. He kind of like that there. And uh, he could be used as a wide receiver three flexed. He's going to be their second most used wide receiver. You see 76% snaps here. Really, they only used three receivers last weekend. So Jakeem Grant's going to be a guy that is heavy in the rotation on the field for them. I think you should start the Miami Dolphins defense for sure. Not interested in Malcolm Perry, DeAndre Washington, Matt Collins. I'll add Matt Brito's name to this list uh, just to have him on the bench. And then on the Broncos side of things, I'm, I'm nervous to use the Broncos. The Dolphins defense has looked really, really good at times. So Drew Locke, Brett Rippon, those guys are fringe quarterback two super flex plays at best. Jerry Judy, I think if you have Judy, you have to continue to get him in the lineup as a wide receiver three flex option. Let's just look at the numbers from last weekend's game. 
So Jerry Judy comes in with eight targets, four for 68. That's a 10.8 PPR day. So you like that. Continue rolling there. KJ Hamler was the interesting guy last weekend. He had four for 50 with 10 targets. And then Tim Patrick down here, four for 61, six targets. So the word on the street is that if Brett Rippon is the quarterback, I think I'm going to lean and start telling people to play KJ Hamler as a wide receiver three flex. Cecil Lammy of footballguys.com. He's a Denver Broncos reporter it does a lot of radio work in the area there too but he's been saying that Rippon is a big fan of KJ Hamler they've worked probably the most together and he's had the most reps with KJ Hamler so it could be a really good spot here for Judy for Hamler a lot of the short quick passing game here um, not really interested in, in Deshaun Hamilton but uh, just looking otherwise here I do have Tim Patrick on the bench because I think we're going to see a little bit of coverage from Xavier Howard on Tim Patrick which should be you know, more targets for the quick routes here with Judy and Hamler. Melvin Gordon, continue to start Melvin Gordon, I suppose. He's, you know, leading the snap counts here. He's getting, you know, probably 10 to 15 touches. And uh, he's going to be the guy that gets the most targets here. So I still think Melvin Gordon's got a high floor for a running back two in PPR leagues. But for the most part, uh, we got a young quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, playing some good football. We'll see who the quarterback is for the Broncos in this one. But the Dolphins, one of the hottest teams, the sneakiest and hottest teams in the AFC. We got a question real quick from our guy Fabian Vasquez. What's going on, man? So start Taysom Hill over Hunter Henry. At this point, I think we're starting Taysom Hill pretty much over everyone not named like Travis Kelsey. At this point, Taysom Hill should be in our lineups everywhere. I know there's I have a couple leagues where I do have Taysom Hill and I'm starting him over, you know, guys like Dallas Goddard, Johnny Smith, uh, situations like that. I have one tough decision where I have to do it over Darren Waller. And then he's going up against the Chiefs, so I'm not sure what I want to do there. But I think the, the the big play this weekend is you want to get Taysom Hill in at your tight end. So I would roll with the the interesting uh, the interesting tight end quarterback combo that we get to uh, plug in at tight end. So looking at the Jets and the Chargers here, let's first uh, we'll we'll get to the fantasy points allowed here. I do want to look quick at the practice reports and see what's brewing over here on the New York Jets side of things. Where are we? So New York Jets, let's just look here. Sam Darnold, he's basically out. They have him as doubtful, but they did express some optimism that we could see Sam Darnold back next weekend. Uh, as far as running backs here, you see Frank Gore non, non-practice on Thursday, did play practice on Friday. Uh, wide receivers, Brashad Perriman, full practice today. Vincent Smith, full practice. Nobody really else sticks out for fantasy on that end, so we do like that. And then back to the the Chargers side of things here. We're still watching for Austin Eckler. I don't think we're going to see him this weekend or next weekend yet. But uh, pretty small pretty small practice report here. Tyrod Taylor with an illness and some ribs injuries here. Nothing really for fantasy that makes us worry here. So we do like the Chargers coming in healthy with this one. Um, we got a quick question from Fabian here. So we traded Joe Mixon for Todd Gurley. Is that decent? I'm all for it. Uh, I think... Uh, at this point, the Atlanta Falcons offense is, is more productive and they're coming off a of bye week. So Todd Gurley's fresh. I know Joe Mixon hasn't played for a while. I don't know when we'll see Joe Mixon again, but I do think Atlanta has a little bit more value for fantasy. So you're getting, I think, into the better offense. And, you mean, you're trusting Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley to help move the ball and get Todd Gurley into the red zone. So I think that's a little bit more fruitful situation to be in and uh, also a dome team, you know, just better situations. So I think that, I think you, uh, you came out on top of that trade, dude. On the, so looking at the, we just covered the practice reports for the Jets and the Chargers. Let's just look down here at the fantasy points allowed to position. 
you've got a lot of green matchups here. Basically, the only spot that's you know not very good for fantasy is going to be the Jets going up against the Chargers defense. So about 32.7, that's eighth best against the wide receivers. We'll see what happens here, but everything's lighting up green. So I'm not really afraid to play players in this game on both sides of the ball. <clears throat> so you got Joe Flacco here as a quarterback too in super flex leagues. I think Justin Herbert's pretty much established as a top five, top 10 quarterback option in one quarterback leagues. Definitely get him in in super flex leagues as well. You got Kalen Balaj, a little bit of revenge game here. You remember him playing with the Jets earlier in the year, but now he's the starting running back for the Chargers. So get him in as your running back too. You got Keenan Allen, fire him up for sure. Hunter Henry can be your tight end one this weekend. The Jets are, are decently generous enough against the, the tight ends here, 13.6. And then you got Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams could have himself a pretty big day with the touchdown and some big yardage here. The Jets allow about 40.3 PPR points to the wide receiver. Probably should start the Chargers defense in this one. I know the Chargers defense hasn't really been usable at any point this year, but uh, on paper, this is a really good matchup. They're not going to get a better team to, to beat up on all season. And then just keep an eye on Jalen Guyton, Josh Kelly. I'm not starting these guys. We'll see about them in a bit here. And then on the Jets side, I mean, basically they're going to air it out with Joe Flacco, who played pretty well before their bye week. He has a good thing going with Brashad Perriman. I think he can keep Jamison Crowder afloat. And then Denzel Mims is kind of like a riskier flex play. Uh, but I do think Brashad Perriman and Jamison Crowder can be plugged in as your wide receiver threes. It is a tough matchup, but the Jets have nothing to lose. They're going to keep throwing the ball. Joe Flacco did throw for three touchdowns against the Patriots, so I'm not exactly scared of the tough matchup here on paper. We're not using the Jets D. I'm not using Frank Gore, tight end, Barrios, Lamechel, Piran. It's, it's kind of a sloppy game. This is probably going to be the most boring game of the uh, the 3 o'clock slate there. So we'll get into the Sunday late games here at 325. I just want to get to a comment real quick on the chat room here. We got Carlos Orozco here. So we got Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Hopkins, Thomas, and Allen Robinson at flex. My bench RBs, J.D. McKissick, Naheem Hines. Should we trade Michael Thomas, Carson, or Allen Robinson for someone better in their position, standard league? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely open to, to moving guys like Michael Thomas or Allen Robinson if you think you can. We don't know what the offense is going to look like in New Orleans. We know Drew Brees is out for at least the next three games. And if you don't trust Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston to potentially get Michael Thomas's value for you, I could see you wanting to move Michael Thomas before. I guess you have a couple decisions here because before we see what this Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston offense looks like, you could look you know, really good selling Michael Thomas right now. Or maybe they, they just focus on Michael Thomas with the quarterback here and they just pummel him with targets again. Uh, but I'm open to moving Michael Thomas to get someone uh, better in the lineup for you. Chris Carson's going to be back, I think, next weekend. If you wanted to hold on to that, he's a pretty good running back. I think I would hold on to Chris Carson. And then Allen Robinson. What do we do with Allen Robinson? They do... You know, we don't really know what they're doing at quarterback. We see Nick Foles uh, exit the game late in Monday Night Football the other day, and now they have a bye week, and then they're going to be playing Green Bay coming off of that bye. So let's just look at that schedule real quick to see if there's any interest here for the, the Bears pass catchers. So uh, next weekend they'll be playing the Packers, Lions, Texans, Vikings, and Jaguars. So it's actually a really decent schedule here. I might actually be okay with holding on to Allen Robinson. He's shown to be able to play with 
basically any quarterback that they throw at him. So I think if you had to move one guy, Michael Thomas might be the one player that I would try to move. But I'm kind of open to holding on to Allen Robinson. He does have a tough schedule. Um, I mean, he has a really good schedule the rest of the way, and I think you might be able to hold on to him. I don't know if people are like going to be like, I want Allen Robinson. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of value for him. So I think I would hold on to those guys. Um, Carlos High did look good, so I don't know if Carson's value is going to be anything different. But I think at this point, you want to stay into the Seattle Seahawks offense. It's just such a good offense, and they're going to continue to get high, or Chris Carson the ball when he comes back. So I think in the moment right now, I'm open to moving Michael Thomas, and let's see what you can do there. I do like your bench running backs too. McKissick does get yards. Hines does get yards as well. They're both kind of more better. P they're better PPR options, but I think both guys are involved in the games enough where I think they can be serviceable for you. So see what you can get from Michael Thomas. Maybe you can trade Michael Thomas straight up for a running back and you can use him as an RB2 or a flex, something like that. <clears throat> but uh, thank you for the question, Carlos. So we're looking here at the, this is uh, America's game of the week, Packers at Colts. I'm very glad that they flexed this one into prime time for us. Let's just quick take a look at the practice reports. We've got a lot of things on the Green Bay side to go over here. Pretty lengthy report here. But we do see Devontae Adams, uh, limited Wednesday, did not practice Thursday, limited today. But they pretty much said that, hey, he's going to be good to go. I saw some videos of him on Twitter running some routes. He looked fine, no pain with the ankle or anything. So Devontae Adams going to be good to go. Uh, Montrevious Adams here, one of their defensive ends, is doubtful, so that'll be uh, another blow to an already pretty weak run defense here. Jair Alexander, full practice back-to-back -back days, so Packers get their lockdown cornerback. David Bakhtiari returned last weekend, full practices all week, so that's a good sign there. You got Tyler Irvin, who's been listed as out. Let's see here. Kevin King, their second cornerback here, is going to play. He practiced all week for sure, so... You got Green Bay getting their top two cornerbacks back. That's a really good side, uh, sign of strength for them. Alan Lazard's also coming back in this one. He was limited all week. I don't think we're going to be starting Alan Lazard in any leagues this week because we're going to want to watch and see what his snap counts are and just see how he looks in his first game back. But definitely next weekend against Chicago, we're probably going to be into Alan Lazard. So check your waiver wires if Alan Lazard's hanging around. You should probably scoop him up. And then uh, just looking down here, some backup receivers, Robert Tanyan full. So nothing really else that, that sticks out here. We just were glad to get Devontae Adams back. And then on the Colts side of things here, we got Moali Cox not practicing. This is something to keep an eye on here. I don't know what happened. He was limited Wednesday, Thursday. This might be a game time decision for him. <clears throat> looking down here at the, let's see, the tight end Jack Doyle. He did not practice on Wednesday, but full the last two days. So we're going to see Jack Doyle back for sure, it looks like. It'll probably be a game time decision, but I think he's trending towards playing. T.Y. Hilton, not sure what's up here with the did not practice, but it's a non-injury, so we should be fine with T.Y. Hilton. And then anything else that sticks out here, they got a lot of guys banged up on defense. But for the most part, for fantasy, I think they're going to be relatively healthy in this one. So let's, look at, let's just look at all these fantasy points allowed, these red scores here. These are two really good defenses going up against fantasy players here. The Packers do have the funnel defense. They allow a ton of running back points here, so that should favor you to push Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, get those guys in your, in your lineups for sure. But you see all of these red matchups. We have a little bit of thinking to do before we plug in some of our players here. <clears throat> so the good news, I think, because on the Packers side, it's pretty straightforward. We're not benching Rodgers, we're not benching Jones, or we're not benching Devontae Adams. I'm keeping these guys in my lineups no matter what matchup it is. But then you got these flex options down here. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's been 
he's been banging the last two weeks. So he's becoming a wide receiver three flex option. I think because Alan Lazard is back, it's going to take a little bit of the upside away, but it wouldn't surprise me if Marquez is able to get deep in this one. But again, he's kind of a low end wide receiver three flex. He's a very big risk. I mean, he could end up with two catches for 20 yards, but he can also get you, you know, two catches for 62 yards and a touchdown. So huge range of outcomes for Marquez Valdez scaling. And then you got Jamal Williams. He's like a, a super deep RB2 flex at this point because I, I noticed that even when Aaron Jones is healthy and he's playing really well, they still give Jamal Williams enough touches and catches for him to get maybe, you know, seven to nine PPR points. So he's a really low punt play if you need help at running back too. Maybe the Green Bay defense here could maybe start the Green Bay defense. The Colts offense isn't exactly super exciting. Uh, but we did see Philip Rivers, Naheem Hines, Michael Pittman Jr. These guys all kind of stepped up last weekend, but I'm kind of open to the Packers defense if you need to help there. Philip Rivers does sometimes turn the ball over in bunches, and Green Bay's been on a little turnover streak lately. So consider the Packers defense. I don't think I'm starting Tanyan, and I'm not starting Alan Lazard. The Colts here are very good against tight end. These are two of the best teams against the tight end. Colts about eight points to the tight end. Packers about nine. So I'm just I'm not interested in either of the tight ends in this one. Uh, and then on to the Colts side, I think Phil Rivers can be a quarterback too in Superflex leagues. Not super excited about it. They Packers do allow about 15 and a half points. So if you kind of just whip Phil Rivers out there and, you know, you hope for 13, 14, 15, I think that's probably the right decision there. Naheem Hines at this point in a PPR league, you, you want to make sure you get him in as a running back to flex. Standard leagues is becoming an option now because he's been getting the goal line touches. You know, he's been scoring. He's had three games this year, multiple touchdowns. So Naheem Hines is starting to become an interesting guy in standard league. So I do have him as an RB2 there. I think Michael Pittman's going to be the go-to receiver the rest of the season. So if you can still pick him up, uh, I definitely think he's going to be a guy to watch the rest of the season. But like we said, Kevin King and Jair Alexander are going to be back on Sunday here. So it's going to be a little bit of tough sledding, I think, for Philip Rivers throwing to Pittman, to T.Y. Hilton. We'll see if some of the slot receivers or the tight ends can kind of make some, uh, make some big plays for him. But I do have Pittman here as a wide receiver three. I might move him down to a flex because I'm, I'm thinking Green Bay's cornerbacks are going to be chomping at the bit here and trying to make this team. Uh, essentially, they're going to try to make them make Phil Rivers beat them, I think. And I'm not really sure the cornerbacks are going to be beaten uh, by Pittman and T.Y. Hilton here. So Jonathan Taylor, interesting guy here. He's been super frustrating for, for owners the last you know three or four games here. Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins keep eating into his workload. So I think, I mean, even though it's a really good matchup going up against the Packers, I'm hesitant to play Jonathan Taylor. I think you can get him in as a, as a low-end running back two flex, but you're basically hoping on him, you know, getting in the first, you know, series of snaps and him breaking a couple good runs to stay hot in that one. So super interesting. We'll see if Jonathan Taylor can get his season turned around against one of the worst rush defenses here. I think if you if you have the Colts defense and you don't have a better option to start behind them, I think you do have to continue to play the Colts defense. The Packers offense has been stifled a couple times this season. You know, you're not going to probably get a turnover or anything. So you're just hoping that the Colts can limit the Green Bay Packers offense. And then I'm not interested in, in Jordan Wilkins, Pascal, or any of the tight ends here. Jack Doyle is back. We'll see about Moelle Cox. But this one is not – I don't think it's going to be a very fun fantasy football kind of game, but this one's going to be a fun just football game to watch in general here. So we'll see if the Packers and their offense can outlast the Colts and their strong defense. A lot, you know, strength versus strength here, both on the field at the same time. So a lot of fun in this one. We'll see if the Packers can hold the rushing, uh, the rushing attack of the Colts. And uh, I don't know, just a really good playoff matchup on both sides here. So Packers-Colts, 
This is the final afternoon game of the weekend here. we got the Cowboys and the Vikings. Let's just look at the practice reports real quick. Uh, looking at Dallas first. Uh, center here, Tyler Badaz is going to be out with a hamstring injury. Ezekiel Elliott's been full practice all week. Andy Dalton full practice all week. That's huge. So we get Dalton plugged back in and Ezekiel Elliott's 100%. So great news for the Dallas Cowboys fantasy offense. And then looking at the Vikings real quick here, let's see, Ezra Cleveland, offensive guard, is going to be out. C.J. Ham has been put on the reserve list, so I don't know if he's going to play. But for fantasy football, they're relatively healthy. We do see Irv Smith here. He's going to be questionable going into the game. The groin injury limited all week. I would lean towards him probably not playing in this one, but we're probably not going to use him for fantasy if he does play. So just stay away from Irv Smith, I suppose. And then looking at the fantasy points allowed to the defense or to the positions here, you got a couple green matchups to take advantage of. The Cowboys do allow a good amount of quarterback points here. So I'm a, I'm a fan of Kirk Cousins as in a quarterback two super flex leagues. And uh, I guess at this point, he's, he's kind of a, a interesting fringe quarterback one streamer the way Justin Jefferson's been playing. And then you got the Cowboys going, uh, allowing quite a bit of wide receiver points here, 42.8. You're going to be starting Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson for sure. On the inverse of that, the Vikings allow 43.2. So we might be interested in our Cowboy receivers. We might be interested in Andy Dalton. And we'll see. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, I think at this point, I do have him back into the RB1 territory. It's a decent matchup going up against the Vikings. They do allow about 22.7 points here. You got to think after after a bye week, this team's trying to find, uh, you know, reestablish an identity. I think they're going to make sure they get Ezekiel Elliott, the best player on their team. You know, more touches, get him the ball, get him some touchdowns. Andy Dalton's going to take high efficient throws. He's going to get Cooper, CD Lamb. They're, they're going to get those guys the ball quickly, and they're going to take their shots to Gallup. So I think the whole Cowboys offense might be in play this weekend, coming off a bye. If they can't get it done this weekend off the bye against the Vikings, I'm not going to feel comfortable with any of our Cowboys the rest of the way. So this is kind of like their last stand. We'll see if Dalton, I think he can be a quarterback too in Superflex. Of course, they're starting Ezekiel Elliott. Amari Cooper is a, a wide receiver three play for me. And then I think the guys you have to think about, CeeDee Lamb, get him in in a PPR league as a wide receiver three flex. Michael Gallup at this point, I, I have him as a flex just because he's kind of, Michael Gallup is kind of like Marquez Valdez Scantling at this point. You know, you could throw him out there and get two for 25. You could throw him out there and end up getting, you know, three for, for 70 and a touchdown, something like that. So I'm excited to see what this offense looked like with Andy Dalton again. I think there could be some life in this. But uh, I don't know. It's it's a risky ris risky situation for us. So just kind of go with your studs. Ezekiel Elliott, Mari Cooper, get those guys in for sure. I could see Dalton Schultz with a high floor in PPR leagues if you need the help at tight end. We're not trusting their defense. And Tony Pollard, I continue to tell people to keep Tony Pollard. If Tony Pollard's available on your waiver wire, he's worth holding on to because we know Tony Pollard's a good player. And Elliott's already got a little bit of a hamstring injury that he's healed back from, but Anything can happen. It's a long season. Tony Pollard deserves to be on someone's bench, not on the waiver wire. So check those waiver wires for Tony Pollard. And then on the Vikings side here, they have one of the simplest fantasy evaluations here. Kirk Cousins is a risky quarterback, one streaming option. He looks best as your quarterback, too. In Superflex leagues, you're starting Dalvin Cook no matter what. And then I think at this point, Adam Thiel and Justin Jefferson, these guys are locked into our lineups, no questions. The way Justin Jefferson looked on Monday Night Football, Oh, I'm, I'm super excited to see more of Justin Jefferson. We don't care about the tight ends. Alexander Madison's useless until Dalvin Cook. Something happens there. Uh, maybe start the Vikings defense. They've been kind of hot lately, but the Cowboys, again, like I said, I'm, I'm open to them kind of finding new life 
uh, as they look forward to making a run at the NFC East here. So this is actually, even though it's not a very exciting matchup between records, both these teams are alive in the playoff hunt here. We'll see which one has, you know, a little bit more standing power and, and see who has the better run. I mean, this is fun for running backs. Dalvin Cook versus Ezekiel Elliott. We'll see Andy Dalton versus Kirk Cousins. There's really good receivers in this one. I actually think this might game, this might be one of the more fun games of the whole slate. So Cowboys Vikings, we'll see what happens there. Moving on to the Sunday night football game, we got the Chiefs and the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders here. Let's look at the practice reports for the Raiders. Again, we're at, we really have to watch that defense. They had a lot of guys, you know, on the COVID list here. But uh, for fantasy football offense, Jalen Rashard not practicing with a chest injury. Not going to probably see him. Darren Waller's on here with no, no, I guess, status here. But he's practicing full all week. Alec Engel, uh, limited practice here for the fullback. But for fantasy offense, looking in pretty good shape here. On the Chiefs side of things, you got Clyde Edwards-Elaire returning to practice today. He had an illness yesterday, but full practice today. They said he's good to go. And then Sammy Watkins. He was interested, interesting because he was full practice Wednesday, limited Thursday, limited Friday. I think he's leaning towards playing. I don't know if I feel comfortable starting him, but he should be a guy that you could pick up uh, off the waiver wire if he's still hanging around. It's a great offense. You kind of want to get pieces you know, that are attached to guys like Patrick Mahomes. So check your waiver wire, see if Watkins is available. I don't know if I'm going to use him this weekend. I just want to take the opportunity to look and see how he looks before I trust him. But Sammy Watkins, looking like he's on track to play in this one. And then looking at the fantasy points allowed here, we do see the Chiefs defense is pretty stout. They do allow a good amount of running back points here, 25 and a half. And then on the Raiders side here, it's kind of the same thing. A lot of running back points, 27.5, you know, average here against the quarterbacks, average against the Raiders, and then are against the, the quarterbacks here. And then they're both pretty tight against the tight ends here. So we'll look at that in a second. I just want to get to this question here from Fendi. We got a, a long-term question here. T. Higgins or Brandon Ayuk? Uh, for me, is, I guess, is your long-term the rest of this season, or is this a dynasty question? I think for me, if, if you're just talking this season the rest of the way, give me T. Higgins because he's attached to Joe Burrow. With Brandon Ayuk, I, I, I'm excited about Brandon Ayuk, but he's got Nick Mullins. He's, I know he's getting fed a lot of targets, but there's also – you know, Debo Samuel probably coming back at some point. I think Raheem Mostert is coming back next week too, so they might shift to a more run-heavy offense there. And then with T. Higgins, man, we we know it's good. We uh, don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm rolling with T. Higgins in this one. I think he's a little bit more fun to watch. You know, just from a um, just from a, a Joe Burrow Bengals offense kind of standpoint, I think that's a better connection for me. So I do like Joe Burrow and T. Higgins on that one. Brandon Ayuk's a, a damn good player though. He just went on the COVID list. Um, this morning they're on by this weekend. So we'll have to, we're going to probably be watching Brandon Ayuk status the rest of next week. So just something else to keep in mind there. But I do think T Higgins, T Higgins is a boss. I can't wait to draft him on my teams next year. I'm excited for him and Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense as a whole. So looking at the start sit charts here for the chiefs and the Raiders, we do have some context from this game earlier in the season. I do want to pull that up. Let's just, uh, because this was a, this was an important game. I think it was back in week four or five maybe the Las Vegas Raiders went into Kansas City and they stole the game here so week five the Raiders win 40 to 32 let's look at the box score here so Patrick Mahomes of course 340 yards two touchdowns you're starting Patrick Mahomes Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a quiet game on the ground 40 yards here 
and then uh, three for 40. So I ended up with 80 yards. I think you're still starting Carl, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire as a running back, too. You do see Kelsey lighted up, 108 yards and a touchdown. Of course, you're starting Travis Kelsey. Of course, you're starting Tyreek Hill. Miko Hardman had a nice game here, two for 50. I don't think we're going to see Miko Hardman this week. I have to check the, the injury reports on that one. But then Sammy Watkins did go two for 24 and a touchdown. And uh, nothing really else here. On the Raiders side of things, this was Derek Carr's best fantasy game of this season. So you see 347 yards, three touchdowns. Josh Jacobs is a must play this weekend. Make sure you don't bench him. 77 yards, two touchdowns. He also caught two for eight. And then Henry Ruggs, this was Henry Ruggs kind of breakout here. Two for 118, one touchdown on a 17-yard touchdown catch. Nelson Aguilar, two for 67. Darren Waller, five for 48. So a lot of interesting names here popping up in this previous game. We got Andrew. Bauer in the chat room saying, go Travis Kelsey. We'll see what happens here. We got, I don't know, we got a lot of fun players to look at here. So Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. So, of course, he's he's in your lineups. I think Derek Carr can be a quarterback two in Superflex leagues. And he's kind of a fringe quarterback one. If you need the help at quarterback, I think, I mean, the Chiefs are on paper. They're very good against the quarterbacks. But Derek Carr, he was able to, to air it out. This one's in Las Vegas, too. I could see Derek Carr throwing another two or three touchdowns. So I'm open to that. Clyde edwards alaire I did have a question mark on him here because he was out with the illness yesterday. But I'll remove that. He's a, he's a strong RB2 in this one for sure. Josh Jacobs, we love Josh Jacobs. Had a really good game last weekend. Hoping for another two-touchdown performance in this one. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, we're not benching our studs there. So outside of those guys, the guy that I'm kind of interested in is going to be Henry Ruggs as your wide receiver three flex. I kind of want to just pull up what we were looking at last week from the Las Vegas uh, offense here. Where's the LA Las Vegas Raiders? So Nelson Aguilar, Henry Ruggs, and Hunter Renfro, these are their top three receivers here. Henry Ruggs had 45 snaps, Aguilar 43 snaps, Renfro 34. And then for targets, it went four targets for Ruggs, four for Aguilar, two for Renfro. But you see Henry Ruggs here catch three for 31. This was probably his, I mean, it was a nice game for him because, you know, he actually caught a couple balls. He had 31 yards. It wasn't a complete, you know, feast or famine. 6.1 points is a decent floor. We do see Nelson Aguilar score touchdowns often, but he did drop one last weekend. And then Hunter Renfro, two for 30 here. It's, it's super risky betting on any of these guys to make a hit here, but we do think Derek Carr can have some success. If I had to guess on who it would be, it might be Henry Ruggs. Uh, I'm not confident in this, but I think he could be the guy here. And then on the Chiefs side, yes, we got Sammy Watkins leaning towards being back in this one. He did score a touchdown against the Raiders earlier in the year. I just want to double check here because I thought Miko Hardman was not going to play. I'm not really sure if that's true or not, but it depends if Hardman's in or if, if Watkins is in, I'm not going to play Watkins. Uh, I want to see what it looks like for one game at least. So just check your waiver wires and see if he's available. I think he's worth stashing. You want a piece of the chiefs offense. I don't know if I feel comfortable starting Hardman or Robinson or even bell at this point. I think with the chiefs, you kind of just want to start your studs and just leave it. And we'll, we'll re-examine the, the, the offense next week. And with the Raiders, of course it's Carr, Jacobs, Waller, Think about rugs if you have. He might be he might be a good play here. Um, if I had to play a defense, I'm going to play the Chiefs defense. Expect the Chiefs to win in this one, but the Raiders should give it one of their best shots here. And then I guess if you are a Josh Jacobs owner, I've been telling people the last couple weeks here, Devontae Booker, if you have the roster spot, just put him on there. It's handcuff season. Devontae Booker's looking good. Anything happens to Josh Jacobs, you're going to be kicking yourself that we did pick up Devontae Booker here. And Jalen Rashard's going to be out in this one, so there should be a lot of run 
for Jacobs and Devontae Booker in this one. So I really think uh, he's a guy worth owning if you're a Josh Jacobs owner. Or if you're not a Josh Jacobs owner, you can pick up a, a nice handcuff there. So Monday Night Football, Los Angeles Rams, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, both teams jockeying for, for wild card position here in the NFC. Let's look at the Los Angeles Rams or the injury report here. Really, really healthy here. No fantasy options that we need to worry about on the Rams side. On the Buccaneers side here, you see Chris Godwin full practice. That's that's great. Tanner Hudson backup tight end, non-injury. Scotty Miller full practice here. Both teams looking really healthy, so that's that's great news. Um, looking at the fantasy points allowed to the positions here, you see a lot of red. A lot of red. Both teams are generous against the tight end enough, but this is a tough this is a tough matchup for both sides here. So we're gonna have to go with a lot of gut calls here. I think Tom Brady, the way he's been playing this year, you kind of want to keep him in as your quarterback one. I think he looks best as a quarterback two. And then with Jared Goff, I don't know if I trust it because you think about Jared Goff and one of the, I think the book is written on Jared Goff where you know you can get pressure on him and you can beat him up and hit him early. That's going to really affect his game the rest of the way. Tampa Bay, really good pass rush, really good defensive line, really good linebackers. I think this might be a game similar to what we saw the Rams versus the Miami Dolphins. The Bucks have a little bit better personnel than the Dolphins front seven. So I could see Jared Goff kind of getting rattled in this one. But if you remember, he ended up throwing the ball like 60 times, had a lot of volume in this one, and he eventually did have a decent fantasy success day. So I think he's a quarterback two in super flex leagues, not going to start him in a quarterback one league. His weapons, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, I think we need to limit our expectations a little bit. But if you think back to that Miami Dolphins game, I'm trying to remember when that was. I want to pull up the box score for it. So where is our Los Angeles Rams? So I'm just kind of using this as like a worst-case scenario kind of game where the Tampa Bay defense just comes in and, and beats them up pretty good here. So that was the game, 28-17. to 17, Dolphins just blow them up. Jared Goff goes 35-61, to 355 yards. Gets a touchdown and two picks. And then you see Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Both guys had a high volume day. Cooper Cup with 20 targets. Robert Woods, seven targets. But so I guess if we if we go in with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, expect them, you know, to have an eight to ten point floor in this one. Hope for the best. Josh Reynolds is coming on here. He does go four for 44 against the Dolphins here. Uh, and then the tight ends, I don't really know what to do with the tight ends. Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett. <clears throat> if I had to play one, I'm playing Tyler Higby. Like we said, both teams are, are you know, they, they can be beat with the tight end. 13.1 points from each team here. I think you'd take that from a starting tight end, you'd take 13.1 points. So I think Tyler Higby can be streamed as a tight end one. Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, what do we do with these guys? Josh Reynolds, I have these guys all listed as flexes, but I'm a little bit nervous. The Bucks are very good. Both teams are really very good against the running backs here. You see 21.7, 21.2. Malcolm Brown has been getting the touchdowns. In the red zone here, let's look for the Rams. So last weekend, you see Malcolm Brown, 29 snaps. Daryl Henderson, 23 snaps. Six carries for Brown, seven for Henderson. They both get a touchdown, just Malcolm Brown gets two. And then they're both going to get some targets here. Cam Akers also, it seems like they want to get him a little bit more involved. Ten carries, 38 yards. He actually led the team in carries. So it's just it, this is a very interesting situation here. If it were me, I don't like I don't have any positions in the Rams backfield, and I don't have a good read on this. I don't think I'm playing any Bucks or any Rams running backs going up against Tampa Bay. If you wanted to bet on a guy, I would bet on Malcolm Brown to get the goal line touchdown, but I don't feel great about it. So I'm <clears throat> I'm probably going to put question marks next to Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown. I don't feel great about it. 
And then if you think about the Bucks defense here, they have two really good young corner cornerbacks, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods should be on those guys for the most part. And Josh Reynolds has been playing good. So if you do need some help at wide receiver three, I think Reynolds could be an option there for you if you need the help. Maybe this, maybe the Rams defense, this could be a low scoring game here. They do got the Jalen Ramsey, good defensive line here. This could be a really tough defensive battle, not trusting Everett or Akers. On Tampa Bay side, we did say it would be like Tom Brady as a fringe quarterback one, best as a quarterback two streamer. With Ronald Jones, the way he looked last weekend, I think you got to at least give him a shot as a running back two flex. Uh, we did say the Rams are pretty good against the, the running back here, but now that Ronald Jones has done what he's done, it's going to be hard to sit him. And you gotta, sometimes you got to take the good with the bad. It might be a tough game for him, but if he up to 15 touches in this one, I like his chances to bang in for a touchdown. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, I think these guys are all – they're all must start at this point. <clears throat> we could see Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans. That could leave nice things for Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown in the middle of the field. Rob Gronkowski could take advantage of this Rams, um, you know, middle of the field here as well. So I like him as a streamer. I'm starting Tampa Bay defense just because I think they can get to Jared Goff. Their offensive line is a little bit dinged up at the moment. And then I'm not, I'm probably not playing Leonard Fournette. Not after what Ronald Jones did last weekend. Fournette does have a decent floor in PPR leagues, but I just don't trust it. So I think this one, this one's kind of like the Tampa or the, the Green Bay Indianapolis Colts game. It could be a little bit frustrating. Both the defenses are really good in this one. We'll see who can outlast who, but I think Tom Brady and that offense can do a little bit more against the Rams defense. I just think Jared Goff might struggle a little bit against this. I mean, just think about what Aaron Rodgers had to deal with going up against this Bucks defense. I think it could be a similar day for Jared Goff. So that's going to do it for the week 11 start sit charts. If you're new to the Fantasy Fellowship, you can check us out here, thefantasyfellowship.com. I got my start sit charts here located on the homepage. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel here. Uh, week 11 waiver wire. We do that every uh, Tuesday night. We got the opportunity report that's going to show you all the snaps and the stats from the previous week. And then uh, I just got I got a prop player prop show. We'll be doing that tomorrow at 10 a.m. And then uh, just some other useful stats and stuff here. We got the YouTube schedule on deck. So I think that's going to do it for this week 11 start sit show. If you guys have any other questions, you can follow me on Twitter. Hit me up with questions on the YouTube channel, uh, the Facebook, wherever you guys need to, to be on social media. I want to thank everyone for hanging out this week. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of good viewers and, and good stats and good numbers in the chat room. So I had a lot of fun this weekend. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be going over the player prop bets tomorrow morning with Jesse Meineke, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. And then we'll be back on uh, I'll be back on Monday night to do my show. And then the rest of the week. So we'll kind of see how the schedule goes with Thanksgiving. I'm not sure what I want to do yet, but I definitely will be putting out content next week. So I want to say thank you, everyone, for hanging out this week, tonight, whenever you guys subscribe, watch the YouTube videos, and it's been a really good week. So I want to say thank you. Good luck this weekend. I hope everything goes well, and uh, we'll see you in another video. Peace.